Stacy and Devin. The internet tells us that we're a health and wellness podcast, but you won't find any professional advice here. <laughs> That's right. We are just here to share our journey so that hopefully our failures make you feel better about yours. Uh, Devin, is there a category for just relatable podcasts? I don't know. Probably. Let's be that. <laughs> Sounds good. Stacy, I am so prepared. <laughs> Hmm. Um, something tells me that you're not prepared. I am so prepared. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, um, I completely forgot that Thomas was going to be out of the house. So <laughs> I have the kids in baths. Yep, yep. And I have doors open in case, you know, anybody has a has a screaming need. So if you hear stuff uh-huh. in the background, okay. I guess it's probably my kids bathing. That's probably weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Do they like taking a bath? Like, are they like, yay, time to splash around in the tub? Or are they kind yeah. of like, yeah, yeah, whatever? Well, they get they they get they get to be glued to screens, so they're oh like, in the bathtub. Yeah, they put up. They like prop their little iPads out of the bathtub and uh-huh. they just kind of hang on the edge of the tub and watch screens. It's oh. kind of terrible. <laughs> it's actually pretty terrible. Yeah, I'm the I worst mom even, in the world. I never know. No. <laughs> I don't think that, but I, as a kid, of course, we didn't have screens the right. same way, but I never would have thought to bring an electronic device into the tub. <laughs> Not into, but you know what I mean. Yes, like near the tub. Near so the you tub. Watch yeah. it while you were bathing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess yeah. I do that now when I soak in a bubble bath. I usually am watching yeah. YouTube or something. So same thing. Yeah. Like I'm or I'm reading a book or I'm, you know, yeah. on my phone. So like, yeah, yeah, it is exactly the same thing that yeah. we do as adults. So it's like, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why not? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But anyway, how are you doing? I am good. I'm preparing to, well, I guess um, I'll be going to Virginia next week, but then I'm going to Knoxville. So uh, just trying to pack and get everything ready and everything else. It's actually been a really busy week. I've had a Devon level week where I've had something to do like every day. Yes. Um, So, yeah. But I do want to talk a little bit about something really quick. Today, yes. I went to a um, nutritionist. I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> yeah. And so, now, this was just the get-to-know-you, uh, yes. basically, visit. So, I don't have a lot of information yet, but I'm hoping this will develop into, uh, you know, topics for Weekly Bay Time later. Right. But the initial thing, the cool thing that I wanted to share that they did today was they did uh, a, a resting metabolic rate test. Which oh, wow. Yeah, I had to, I could not drink caffeine today, so I have a pretty bad headache, but um, yeah, I I have no caffeine today. You couldn't even, uh, I couldn't exercise either, which I thought was interesting, but no exercising, no caffeine. You, I had to fast for only four hours before the visit um, and couldn't even have gum. Like they were like, you can't, no fasting, no gum. Huh. Yeah, I guess because, yeah, you could drink water, but- um, I guess gum t- probably triggers your body into thinking you're eating something. So it probably like changes oh, slightly, okay. you know, to prepare for the food that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they did the resting metabolic test and turns out my metabolism is higher than normal. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. She, she was actually kind of impressed by my... Um, metabolism and she was like she was like yeah she's like your your metabolism's great if you'd stop drinking and eating crappy foods you'd lose like 30 pounds instantly oh my god did she really say that <laughs> well she said it in basically 
because we had later been talking about and i said yeah i said you know i probably drink two and three times a week but i have been drinking more since moving here because we've been trying out new breweries or new distilleries Mm -hmm. and i said so we'll go and i'll have like four beers in one setting yeah um you know and i said so did that, she have the same reaction that your doctor did? No, she did not have the same <laughs> okay, reaction. Okay, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, my intake, my alcohol intake has definitely increased since moving right. here. And then, um, you know, also said very busy, very stressed. So I said, we're just now trying to start cooking at home again, but we've been eating out, ordering food, eating pizza, things yeah. like that. And um, so, yeah, so basically after talking about all that, <laughs> she was like, if you quit, if you would quit drinking and eating crappy you'd lose 30 pounds easy and right. i was like oh okay if you just stop being so bad to your body you'd be <laughs> I, know. Great. I know exactly yeah. uh, but okay. anyway well, so thanks. Uh, thanks for that so far yep yeah we i guess we didn't already know except that you have a higher uh that's true metabolism than you thought you yeah had, so that's good yeah, I am super excited because I thought my metabolism was maybe a little on the slower side because of right. when we did the 23 and Me, it said I was predispositioned to be 8% heavier than the average. Yes. Um, and so I, I thought... that has to do with your ma- muscle, muscular... Probably. Makeup, but that's yeah. just me. That's just weight. In- yeah. Well, yeah. it's interesting you say that because okay, they also okay. did a body composition report. Oh. Yep. And so she said I had really good muscle mass. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I, I could have told you that just by looking at you. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she was like, this is great. You know, you've been doing great with this and <clears throat> all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited to have these official numbers because now like there's all sorts of uh, health articles or stuff where you can be like, well, if you have your, uh, you know, your metabolic rate, you can calculate X, Y, and Z. And so right. it's, you're always like, ah, what is it though? I don't know. You know, yeah, and so now I have official numbers for like body fat percentage, muscle mass. Um, the, that's my, pretty good, yeah. And also, she said my which I don't know what I thought my BMI was, but she said I'm just in the overweight category. I thought I was in obese already, but maybe I, I guess I'm not. She said I wasn't. Um, that's good, but but anyway, yeah. yeah. So cool. next time I go, this was like the, the kind of intake call. Um, the next visit is with the actual uh, dietitian, uh-huh. um, and so, and then I get to meet with like a personal trainer type to talk about workouts and that kind of thing. Nice or fitness stuff. Yeah, so I'm excited to see. Like I'm hoping each each week I'll come with a tidbit of information, a you little know? nugget, a little a little yeah. juicy nuggets to share. A little juicy nugget, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll share my journey as I go through this to say, you know, what happens. But I will say so. Part of what it said, like, so basically it said I, I burned 1742 calories. That's just my, if I did nothing, if I just laid on the couch all day, I would burn 1742 <laughs> calories. That's pretty, pretty much. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when, so when I was in Illinois and I was getting fit, you know, the best time of yes. my life, uh, I was eating around 1800 calories and mm-hmm. that was perfect for me because... I felt satisfied, like I, I wasn't making myself go hungry, right. but I also was losing weight at the time. So yeah. that kind of explains it, because if I was eating 1,800, and then so if, if I did any working out, that would all right. be bonus calories. Right. So, wow, good news. Good that news. is great news. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm excited to hear what more you, what more you come up with, what more you yeah. discover on this yeah. journey. Yeah. Nice. But it was, it was kind of funny, because she was kind of like... Basically, after looking at all my reports and stuff, she's like, 
she didn't say this, but it was the tone was kind of like, why are you here? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I'm like, what? Because I gained 10 pounds and I can't get rid of it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but she's like, oh, your, your stuff is good. <laughs> just, just like, you're, you're, you're fine. You're perfect. Yeah. Why, why are you fine. here? Why are you here? Yeah. So that was kind of funny. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, so, we'll see. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. How, 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 uh, how was your week? How are you doing? <laughs> oh, um, it's, yeah. it is fine. Um, the kids are crazy this week. I guess it's because it's the end of the year. The kids are mm. crazy. Um, it's fine, but <laughs> we are winding down. We've got like three more days of school left. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Well, three full days and one half day. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and then we'll be done for the, you know, for the spring, and we'll have a small break. Well, I'll have a very small break, and then I'll come in and, like, work on classroom prep and stuff, and then the kids will be back the week after that. So they have, like, almost two weeks off. Uh, and not all of them come back. Like, some of them will take this full summer off because they have the ability to not have to do summer camp. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but a lot of kids will come back. Um, mm-hmm. And so... I will be working summer camp at the school, but it's supposed to be a lot less, like, a lot more laid back, a lot less yeah, um, structured or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's all good. So is it the same hours or are you kind of, will you be kind of working part time or? No? I have no idea. Honestly. Oh, okay. Um, nobody has talked to me. Nobody has asked me. <laughs> nobody oh, okay. Has said anything about where i'm working what hours i'm working i yeah. have no clue i guess i will find out eventually yeah um, okay so so we'll go from there um <laughs> i am gonna actually poke at them again sometime tomorrow and be like so just curious. yeah can i have some details <laughs> can I have just like a little bit of detail like what yeah i'm supposed to be doing over the next little while so that i'm can kind of prepare plan etc um yeah but um, but yeah, so that's all good. I, we talked, we talked earlier this week, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> technically we're recording earlier than normal. So yeah, right. it's only been yes. a few days. <laughs> it's like my brain's not working. What else have I done? Um, Kess had like their end of year, uh, extravaganza at school where they had like an art show and they had like little trifolds up that were all covering all the things that the kids did and, um, class this year all that so anyway um yep so that is that is what we did we um and i've done nothing else i was trying to think if there's anything else fun that i did i did silks class on monday yeah you did some (laughs) cool maneuvers i did i did yeah i'm learning how to do a bird hang so yeah that's exciting. Uh-huh. Um, I really am just impressed by the fact that like every t- every week, and it's not like I'm doing anything else. All I'm doing is this one like hour long silks class. Um, but like every week I go in and I'm like a little bit stronger and a little bit more capable and a little bit is a little bit better for me to like potentially do things. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I can do something that I didn't do before or do something different or do something new. So it's uh it's all good sorry i will uh do it do an aside here to say that the, it started thundering and i just was singing over my head or yeah in the background and it sounds like kess has 
taken upon themselves to get out of the tub and get Kai out of the tub and like take care of Kai. Oh, it's like, oh, you can't yeah. be a little grown up when you want to be. Uh huh. Yeah. So that's cool. Maybe it's just like given that opportunity, you know? Right. Yep. <laughs> I just leave them by themselves more often. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just abandon them more often. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. You're not really abandoning them. That's, that works for me. <laughs> that's why I'm so useful or in, uh, capable and resilient because I was left, left alone so much as a kid in the 80s. <laughs> That's right. So Just got to make it work. Yeah. The uh, Gen X parents knew what they were doing. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, here comes my, here comes my Kess. Yes, Kess. Uh-huh. Yes, uh, very important. There's a thunderstorm going on. Right. So I got everyone out of the tub. Good job. Um, just wanted to let you know. And I, Kai was wondering if we could like cuddle and do screens. Yes, you can. Absolutely. Also, I want to look. Does that look um, like you would need ointment? I don't think so. Door incident. Door incident? Yeah. Oh. Uh, like I'm sorry. actually the bottom surprisingly. Really? Yeah, like it was right here and like Oh. I was closing it and then ow. Ow. Yep. But I just want to let you know. Okay. See. Yes, I hear. In case you heard the thunder, that everyone's safe, and you can edit this part out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so you guys can cuddle and do screens. (laughs) It was very grown up. Thank you, Cass. It was very grown up. (laughs) That was super cute. Yeah. Anyway, we don't have to edit that out. We could just leave it in as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's fine. Anyway... Um, yeah, that's what? my, that's my week. What are you drinking? Yeah, I was going to say, I want to talk about what I'm drinking. Yes, tell me what you're drinking. I'm drinking okay. my same old stuff, so we don't even okay. have to talk about it. <laughs> okay, okay. Same old wine stuff. You got to change it up or we'll just have to remove <sighs> the segment. It's what I'm going to do is I'm going to just like record myself saying Black, <laughs> Black yeah. Hawk or whatever it is. Black mm-hmm. Knight Down. I always say Black Hawk Down, but it's not yeah. what it is. No. Um, Nighthawk Black, uh. Cabernet Sauvignon. Yep. You just gonna hit a button. Barrel. Yeah. Yep. It'd be like my sound box. <laughs> yep. Yep. Audio file. <laughs> right. Exactly. Anyway, what are you drinking? Okay. This is obviously more interesting than what I'm drinking right now. Yes. 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 Um, so, okay. So this week we had a new member join our team at work. And so not my department, oh, wow. but like my peer team. Yes. Um, and so we had a virtual happy hour because uh, nice. some of the members are in the Virginia office. And right. so um, we, so, you know, I was like, oh, I was, I didn't have any wine. It's the state of emergency. I, I was oh, out of wine no. in the house. Yeah. So luckily there's a liquor store on my way home. And so. Right. I saw like the mouth of your neighborhood, right? It is. is what, yeah. yeah. Like, I can, I can right. literally walk there. It's not even awesome. like, it's not even a half a mile. It's like, <laughs> too hot. Um, but anyway, so I was like, yeah, okay, I want to drink some wine. So I'm just kind of looking around. And then I thought, you know, I kind of would like a sweet wine. And yeah. um, so I'm looking around and there's this one called Raven. And I was like, perfect, because I'm in Baltimore. So Baltimore Ravens, you know, that kind of oh, thing. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, I can talk about this on the call. It'll be neat. And um, so the brand is Rosada, R-I-S-A-T-A. Okay. Um, and this is Raven and it's a semi, semi-sweet semi red. And then it just says dark fruit flavors, product of Italy. So okay. um, I was like, well, that's cool. So then... One of the other things I noticed when I was just looking at the different bottles for some reason, this one says a serving size is eight ounces 
and that there's only three servings per bottle. And I was like, well, that's weird because normally a serving of wine is five ounces and uh, there's five servings in a bottle. And so I was like, well, you know, I didn't think much about it. I just thought, well, okay, they just did a weird serving. So I come home and I'm pouring a glass of wine and I get ready to drink it. And I'm like, this tastes like grape juice. <laughs> oh. And it's a little... And it's a little carbonated, just a touch carbonated. Okay. okay. And so I was like, James, try this. What's, what's going on with this? I was like, it's so weird. I was like, it's not bad. It's just weird. So he gets to reading the bottle and it says, and um, on the back label in tiny letters, it says an uh, ar- aromatized wine-based cocktail. So... It's not okay. even really wine. I guess there's some <laughs> wine in it. Right. And then he was like, so what's the alcohol percentage? And I get looking around and it's only 5% alcohol. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm like, okay. This is not, that's why a serving is eight ounces. Yeah. And that's why it tastes like grape juice because it's mostly grape juice. <laughs> so well, it's, it's good. I like it, but I put right. ice in it. It t- Basically to me, it tastes like a sangria. Okay. Um, like, I think you could just get this and maybe put, like, a an orange slice or something in there, right. and it would just be like, yep, I'm drinking a, a sangria. Like, poor man's sangria. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I guess sangria is technically like a poor man's drink anyway, because it's just, like, whatever leftover wine yeah. you have. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little brandy. Fruit juice. Yeah. <laughs> but I just thought it was interesting and kind of like a word of warning to check your, because it was mm-hmm. just in the normal wine section with the other wines. Yeah. I don't know if it was a mistake or if if, if it's because like they it didn't was know a, that it yeah. was a, yeah, that's, or I mean, that's possible. It's a wine-based cocktail. They thought it was fine, but, um, yeah, yeah. but well, you know, it's not, it's not the same. No, not the same, but, no. but not but bad. No, no, not bad. That's good. I'm, that's good. I don't regret it. It's a, it's a good experience. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds, it sounds very refreshing. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the clink of the, of the ice. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. That's very refreshing. It is. Yeah. It is mine, is, mine, mine is not. Mine just has a, no. has a note and has a no sound. Has a no yeah. Sound. <laughs> no, sound. no sound. No sound. No sound here. <laughs> that's okay. I have the uh, ambiance of the thunder behind me <laughs> now. So yeah. Bad. Wow. It's dramatic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it's a dark and stormy night. Yes. Um, all right. Well, do you want, should we get into our topic? Is it topic yeah. time? Yeah. Sure. Time? Okay. All right. I'm so prepared. Mm-hmm. I looked at these two articles for approximately uh, two minutes. <laughs> I was gonna say you didn't. Yeah, you didn't say I read the articles. You said I looked no, at them. So you're I like, I loaded them. them up and I looked at them. I did. I did. I, well, I, skim, I skimmed them. Skimmed them. Okay. I skimmed okay. through them, and I yeah. do have some thoughts already from okay. skimming them. So okay. I feel like I am prepared as prepared enough. as I am ever. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I didn't do the work values questionnaire. But I did look at oh, the yeah, work no, values um, things were. But anyway, yeah, let's talk yeah. about what we're going to talk about. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll begin. Uh, so this is kind of part two of our episode from last week, which was the one about you and James changing careers. Um, right. But then this one is about job crafting, which yes. um, is actually a little different than what... So basically, the way I want to frame this up is... Uh, you all, you know, realized that you were not happy with your careers and then you made a shift. Uh, right. This is more for people that maybe want to stay in their career or they're not going to leave uh, their company. Or they can't company. leave because, you know, yeah, they they, can't their, leave. Spou- their spouse <laughs> has decided to 
you know, yeah. go off and do something crazy and, and yeah. whatever, and they have to actually stay on to be the breadwinners. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry, so this article. So, sorry, Stacy and Thomas. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this. This episode is actually for me and Thomas. So you know, <laughs> um, but uh, this is called job crafting, and okay. the reason it's different is because this is about. Uh, taking your current role and making it fit your interest. Yes. And so, you know, uh, how, however that means, and we'll kind of get into that. But okay. Um, so that's why it's adjusting your current role, not your, this is different from career planning. Yes, yes. Different from changing careers or shifting your job yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yes. And um, also, I wanted to say one thing real quick that I kind of forgot to talk about or just within the episode last week, um, we kind of, we ran over a little and I forgot to talk about it. But um, one of the benefits of James going part-time is not just that he got to change careers and, Mm -hmm. and uh, kind of do what he enjoys, but it's been a huge stress relief for me just because of before when I would, I'd have to go, I'd be working. And even when we split the the chores I still would have to come home and I usually did the meal planning and cooking and and um even some like I did the laundry and things like that and so even if like depending I mean we don't know how the income is going to work out but that was kind of another factor of what we uh talked about was that him taking over the house duties would free me up mentally so I could do more fun things. Like I could come right. home from work and actually enjoy myself instead of just coming home and doing laundry and cook, you know, whatever. Right, exactly. And, and so oh, I didn't, I failed to kind of get that across in the episode last week. So I just wanted to mention that, that um, him taking stuff over has been just a huge relief yes. for me and just made my quality of life better, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, that's really awesome. That's definitely something that we don't get the benefit of because we're both still working, um, you know, 40 hours a week. Yeah. Um, and so that makes it difficult for us to, I mean, the, the household has stayed essentially the same. Right. Um, as far as like responsibilities and stuff are concerned. I, I try to cook a little bit more than I did before, um, Mm -hmm. just because I'm home a little bit earlier and just the way that it shakes out, um, when I can get home earlier and I don't have to work late. Yeah. Um, I I can usually start on supper before Thomas is completely done with work because his company, like the main part of it is on central time. Mm. So even though he gets up at like 830 and gets started, um, and when I say he gets up at 830 and gets started, like he literally like rolls out of bed at 830 <laughs> and then logs onto his computer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. I know not that, that I'm jealous or anything. I know, right? Um, but, you know, he doesn't really have to, like, nobody's up and doing anything until nine. Um, yeah. But because of that, he's usually, like, hanging on a little bit, like, after five o'clock because there's still stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Um, things have not, things have not gone to sleep. So he's still, he usually works until at least 530, if not six. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Nowadays. But I'm home with the kids generally almost always even when I have to work late by six mm-hmm. and so I can go ahead and start you know making food um if I if I so feel so inclined <laughs> yeah yeah if you feel so inclined that's the key Which, yeah um it was funny I, I'm not I'm so bad I'm I'm terrible I'm bad at like everything when it, when it comes to this stuff uh like I said he went out a out today but i had gotten all the all these like random things at aldi like Mm -hmm. mashed potatoes and corn on the cob and things that the kids liked yeah so 
instead of like trying to be planful and figure out I could like make one or two things, I just made all the things tonight because <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. I was like, I need to make all these things that I got at Aldi. So we had like um, <laughs> pretzels, um, corn on the cob, mashed potatoes, and pizza. <laughs> wow. I thought, yeah, okay. I thought you were going to say like at least like finger foods that went together, but no. No. No, no, it's just all random shit. Yeah. Um, right. Part of it is that my kids, well, Kai will eat anything. Um, mm-hmm. But Kess is so picky. Kess, yeah. uh, Kess is not pickier than Ashlyn, but almost as picky as Ashlyn. Wow. And, um, and so it's very hard to like plan a meal that everyone can eat. Yeah. Um, so, and I also included Ashlyn too, because she's here and, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I like to cook for her. So yeah. I was just like, here, and Ashlyn came up. She's like, I didn't expect such a feast. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, this is of all the things she loves. Like random stuff. Yeah. 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 Stuff, that, stuff that she likes. So, I mean, there's that. Pretzels and mm-hmm. <laughs> mashed potatoes. <laughs> Cheese pizza and <laughs> corn, on the corn on the cob. Yep. All the starches. All <laughs> the four uh, levels of starches that you can get. Them yep. For. Yep. Four starch food groups. Anyway. Uh, so in my uh, in my meeting today, you know, she's talking about the importance of minimizing carbs. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, problem for me. Yep, in my family. Yep, um, me too. Anyway, but I'm glad that that's because you know, you and, and the job that you do is so requires so much brain power that I'm glad yes. that you have a new way of approaching your life that allows you to have some of that freed up because yes. you know that's that's yeah. that's a desperate need for sure yes absolutely so. all right okay so sorry they're a little tainted yes. there so anyway oh, that's right. uh so speaking of jobs and this job crafting thing mm-hmm. uh this so this is um basically kind of trying to find a way to build better work life well not work life balance because that's the i guess work 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 balance <laughs> yeah well it talks um, about like work-life balance might be part of it, but that's true. Like that's just one small. Like that might be something that you're hoping yeah, to craft. That you want. Yes, exactly. But that's just a small part of it. Yeah. So they that Gallup. Um, Gallup is a company that does like workplace type surveys, and sometimes I think they do the. I don't know if they do the strengths, but they do some of the like the strengths or the personality things and things like that. But apparently they did Gallup did a global work place report that found that 60% of people reported being emotionally detached at work while 19% said they were miserable. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's I believe it, but yeah. Yeah, no, I do too. Um so basically the basic concept of job crafting is a proactive approach to shaping your job description to better align with your skills, values and goals. Okay. Um, it thrives best in a bottom-up style of management where the employees are empowered to take action, think outside the box, and have greater autonomy at work. Yeah. Um, and also, so it is, um, let's see. Oh, so we're going to talk about um, aligning your work values with your responsibilities. And it kind of goes into uh, these different, uh, or maybe we, 
I could go into. See, this is why I'm not. I don't have everything in order, so I'm all no, over okay. the place. No, it's okay. It's all right. You're good. You're good. I do. I do want to uh, talk about the work values, but let's get to there yes. in a minute. So, okay. Uh, one of the ways to do this is to align your work values with your responsibilities, and um, the focus is keeping your needs and interest in the center without sac- but without sacrificing career development. So you can't just be like. I don't like writing that report. I'm not going to do it anymore. I right, want to right. go outside. Like you still have to do the parts you don't like, but right. try to do the parts that you do like more. I will say that after reading this article, one of the things that struck me was um, how how I feel like my former corporation was really good at letting me do just this. Mm-hmm. I mean, like oh, there's, a, there's a lot of things that happened and it wasn't just like one boss or one department like it was mm-hmm. a, it was a lot of the different i think it was just the the culture of that company which is part mm-hmm. of the reason why i stayed there for so long because like you know i started off as an admin in like you know the food service department mm-hmm. and i was like well i really want to do stuff more stuff with people and less like this and so mm-hmm. then i was allowed to even before i took a different job they actually let let me out, like borrowed my time out oh. to the recruiting department just so I could like get an idea of mm-hmm. is this a, is this the kind of thing that I like? Do I get yeah? Am I you know? Mm-hmm. And whenever I was going into training, it was like, well, I want to facilitate. Well, okay, well, this is you can facilitate this class, but we still need you to do these things. Yeah, um, but we can work on a plan to get you to here, you know. And so it was mm-hmm. like every step of the way, they were really good about whenever I would start to get aggravated or, you know, unhappy or something with what I yeah. was doing, they I could be like, okay, now I had to do it. Like, it wasn't like I could right. be like, I'm unhappy, fix it for me. Yeah, it was yeah, like, no. you know, I would come through and I'd be like, well, you know, what I really would like to do is be more involved in facilitation. So is there a way that we could work towards me taking on you know, teaching more classes and doing less of this administrative stuff. And they'd be like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, here's our plan. You know, like, yeah, you could work on a plan towards stuff like that. Um, Whenever my work life balance went, got so out of hand and I was Mm -hmm. able to be like, hey, you know, I have two small children at home and this is really hurting me. Would you all be willing to let me go part time? (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's yeah. a huge thing for them. Like, okay, yeah, we'll work with you and, and we'll take away some of these responsibilities and, you know, we'll give you things that you can do um, with just that amount of time and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, they were able to, they always were good about letting me craft my job to what I needed at the time. So, kudos, yeah. to, kudos to them for being the kind of company that was really good at letting this sort of thing happen. Because I didn't know that's what I was doing until I read this article. But apparently that's what I was doing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to mention that too about the just the different ways that you – I didn't know so much as the interdepartment stuff, but I knew that you right. had like worked full-time and you'd worked part-time and then you'd right. worked like less hours. But, you know, and they were they were always very flexible about that kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, they were very flexible about responsibilities too. Like, you know, okay, well, I, um, you know – I want to facilitate. Okay, well, now we're not facilitating in person anymore. So what I'd really like to do is be over this food safety stuff. You know, like yeah. they were really good at just being like, okay, what do you want to do? Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, I want to do these things. Yeah, we'll make that work. Like, you know. Yeah. And I'm sure that it would be a different situation if I wasn't, number one, a capable employee. Yeah. And number two, 
somebody who came up with ideas to make it interesting and do things. You know, like I was willing yeah. to put in a lot of hard work in order to continue to keep my quality of work. Yeah. <laughs> Happiness higher, you know. So Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um so they mentioned some of the things like I well I said that this this thrives in a workplace with a bottom up style management and that's basically right. what you were talking about when you can yes. come uh, come to your boss and say these are the things I want to do. Um, yes. So if it, you could potentially have problems um, executing this kind of thing, if you um, you could have difficult gaining support within your work environment to alter mm-hmm. your day to day workflow. Uh, your job responsibilities could be quite rigid, meaning there's not much room for autonomy. And then your boss may put up some resistance as you try to redesign your work out of fear of change. There's definitely a lot of bosses that's just like. Uh, if you leave, then I have to backfill you. Or even if you get promoted, I have to backfill. I have to worry about backfilling. Right. And some bosses just do not want to deal with that, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. So those could be some things. But they basically say that if you kind of run into those things or if you find difficulties, just work on how... um, explaining how your the change in your position could help benefit the entire team or the company and they basically can't you know like it's harder for them to say no if you're offering up factual evidence as to why you should do this you know right right exactly yeah so there are four different ways uh sorry five different ways that you can yep (laughs) that you can job craft and the first one is relationship crafting and it's Mm -hmm. basically like improving the relationships you have with people in your office and the thing i like about this is like if you so you probably talk like most people probably talk to the same people every day maybe the people in your department or whatever but like yeah. if you're interested in another department maybe reach out and go to lunch with someone from that department and right. kind of one learn about it more but also when you develop that relationship then when they have an opening they may be like oh hey you know stacy might be a good fit for this or whatever yeah exactly you kind yeah. of gain that support uh, through that relationship yeah yeah now that's the, huge yeah and the also, next, I mean, it oh. talks to about like, you know, asking different coworkers or whatever and trying to um, talk about your personal lives and get an idea of who they are. Um, building those relationships, even with the people that you do work with every day, a mm-hmm. more personal relationship as opposed to just a working relationship mm-hmm. is so key and important and vital um, because that's, you know, <laughs> you're more inclined to like be able to work be a good teammate with somebody (laughs) if you know where they're coming from and know a little bit about their um their life and their situation you can overlook things that might be annoying and you can be more empathetic and be more willing to compromise and help you know yeah and they will do the same with you if they know more about where you're coming from you know yeah absolutely i like that too yeah, because there's definitely a big difference if you only email somebody and then if you actually talk to them on the phone or maybe even meet them in person. I right. think the interactions change a lot just from that. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Okay, I the second. No, easily on an email, but you see, oh, yeah. see me face to face and be like, well, oh, okay. That thing for you. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, number two, and also the most common type of job crafting out there focuses on changing your responsibilities and trying new things. So, uh, yeah, usually you can't, um, you can't stop what you're doing, but so unfortunately it usually means taking on additional workload, but, um, you know, usually if you say, Hey, can I lead this weekly meeting to kind of get, 
used to, um, you know, how to lead a meeting or can I do this presentation or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, You know, usually they're open to that. In really big corporations, you have, uh, you know, different task forces or interest groups or whatever, too. Um, And so getting involved in those, like I know um, we had a, (laughs) funny enough, women's uh, group at work. Mm -hmm. And um, but they also they had started well during COVID. We were trying to figure out things to do. And I had suggested we should do a parenting circle, um, you know, like an online parenting circle. So parents who are dealing with COVID stuff could like, oh, yeah, you know, chat with each other Mm -hmm. um, during meetings. And so I ended up kind of like helping um, the lady who was like over the women's network, like put that together because, you know. That yeah. was a thing that I felt very passionate about and wanted to, to help with. Yeah. And, you know. Nice. And that ended up being, you know, it ended up providing or, or adding value to, mm-hmm. you know, the work that I was doing at the time. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Then the third is purpose crafting, which yes. is, um, it says that finding a purpose isn't only for your personal life, but also in your work life. So, they're gonna they're probably going to be different. Um, right. You know, you're... you're uh, different purposes but you know ask yourself what you want to do or what you what you what hold on ask yourself if you love what you do sorry and if the answer is no then it's time to pursue something a little more meaningful and I think that's kind of what that quote was that you said last week was you know if you dread coming to work every day then you're probably in the wrong job exactly Uh, so you know the same thing like so if you're not loving what you're doing maybe start looking at those other things and start that relationship building or that task crafting to kind of get you towards that thing that you do love exactly exactly and i would say this is the thing that i had a hard time doing Mm -hmm. um in my previous job because it was like at the end of the day i'm just making people rich i don't uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah there was a time um probably about four or five years ago where the whole company went on this huge thing about trying to basically change the overall purpose of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea was to try to focus more on like serving guests and uh, making people's lives better and, you know, making mm-hmm. um, the people who work there, their lives better. And like when we were like in the midst of that, mm-hmm. like that was where I had like my my huge shift of like, OK, I'm really going to be all in, you know. Yeah. Um, because that aligned with my purpose. So that was like a great purpose crafting situation where it was like, yes, this is, I want to make people's lives better. This is what I want to do. This is perfect for me. Yeah. Um, but you know, then we changed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, well, (laughs) I I think it's really hard in a big company because my company, well, since I've been there, I've been there, um, 14 years now. And, it, we've had three different purpose statements. And yes. uh, so I think even if the company has the best intention and even oh, if the yeah. senior oh, leadership yeah. has the best intention, it's hard when you have such a big company to get everybody to buy in. So it has yes. to be like a constant effort, even in the local levels. Uh, that's, yep. the, that's the hard part is once you get so big, like, okay, well, okay, hold on. Because Chick-fil-A, okay, let's just say that it seems like everybody that works at Chick-fil-A is so excited to work at Chick-fil-A. Right. So how they manage to keep that excitement going in uh, every single store is uh, is a mystery to me. But uh, there was that one location. I, I know I talked about it on the podcast. No, but 
Huh? I said brainwashing. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Maybe that's how they're onboarding is brainwashing. But um, there you was that love one. to work here. You will <laughs> you serve customers with the delicious <laughs> chicken. <laughs> say, my pleasure every time. Um, but that one, there was one location up in Illinois that remember it was like I had bad. We had bad service every time. Yes. And it was like they didn't even say my pleasure. <laughs> you know, like what is this? They were. They obviously didn't get the, no. the full brainwashing, brainwashing. experience, no. and that's what not. happens. That's yeah. what happens when you don't yeah. get brainwashed, man. No, I'm just yeah. Uh, no, you're right. Um, okay, so then the fourth one is cognitive crafting Mm -hmm. and that is more about shaping your mindset about the task you do so you know it's kind of like that growth mindset or whatever like oh i have to go to work today or i get to go to work today well you know it's kind of the same thing like oh i hate this project but you know maybe what you really should be thinking is this project's really uh, helping me develop my skills in xyz right Um, so it's just that positive mindset um which if you just even if you're force yourself to think it it really does help <laughs> oh yeah you for know. sure i mean that's definitely how on the bad days i could get through mm-hmm. <laughs> like stuff i was like okay you know what this sucks but this is this is helping these five people you know right and yeah i'm helping these five people today with this mm-hmm. thing and i'm just gonna go with that yeah um, yeah i do think that um in the job that I do now, I don't have as much freedom, like, I, to, like, change the tasks that I do and stuff. Yeah. You know, like, the basic thing is going to be making sure that the kids are okay and that you're teaching them things. Like, you can't mm-hmm. really, you have, you have a lot of freedom about how you go about doing that. Um, but as far as, like, what the end goal is, I'm like, I'm like okay, well, you know what I want to do? I want to uh, <laughs> yeah be the custodian. Like, that's, I'm the, that's not going to happen. No. Um, and so, like, I think that any type of shift that I might need to do would have to focus more among, like, these last few purpose and cognitive and well-being crafting. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. That was a spoiler alert for the next one. Oh, yeah. No, that's okay. Um, so, let's see. That was number four. So, yes, number five is well-being crafting and that is the better work-life balance and just Mm -hmm. you know taking care of your well-being because obviously if you feel better or happier in your personal life then you'll be happier and feel better in your work life too um so just kind of getting that balance there right um Uh, and doing things like you know one of my coworkers now is going on on her lunch break and instead of going out and and just eating or whatever she's found another person to go walking with whenever it's oh, her yeah. break and so she she puts her shoes on and then she goes and she walks and like it's it, something simple like that of just having yeah. a routine where you're you're doing something for your overall health and and wellness either physical or mental yeah um is makes a big makes a big difference too yeah absolutely uh oh that's another thing since james uh went freelance we've been meeting for lunch every other week and oh uh, that's cool yeah and we found two nearby parks that i'm actually able to get to uh one of them is close enough that we can eat and then go walk and then the other one um he brings lunch and we meet there and then we eat and walk um, oh that's cool yeah so that has been really nice and uh, especially being able to walk, like you said, walk at work, yeah. but then seeing my James, seeing yeah. my bun. That is nice. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. 
It's back to uh, the good old days when uh, we first started dating and and things like that. When uh, we he would pretty much come meet me for he would get his job would be done. He'd be done at twelve, and so he would come meet me for lunch <laughs> on his way home, and I'd be so mad every day. Right, right. But yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, so uh, so. These things are the way that you can, these are all different ways that you can job craft. And however you choose any of them would help facilitate more positive emotions around your work and uh, just get you to a better place. And, um, you know, I kind of talked about the growth mindset and just as you go through these things, you're going to be discovering more about yourself naturally because you have to think about these things. And ultimately, it will all um, contribute to greater self-awareness, which is always good. The more mm-hmm. you are aware about the way you are, the things you do is helpful. So that's good. And then, um, so you may ask, where do you even begin with job crafting? Like, Stacey, you've told me all these things to do, but how, how do I even get started? <laughs> where do I get started with this? <laughs> yes. How do you get started? Uh, so I've got four tips for you to get started. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yes. Remember, what are the four tips? Okay. The first one is practice visual- visualization. Okay. Uh, I think I would like to try this too, maybe not even for work, but for like even just personal goals or whatever. I've seen people make vision boards before and yes. like what, yeah, you um, maybe cut pictures out of magazines or words or, you know, maybe clip things off the internet. However, I don't know. I've never made one, but typically it's just like a big poster board of things, a collage of things that you want to to do or um, yeah. goals that you want to meet. So I think that would be fun. But yeah, just kind of visualize what you want the job to be and yep. then kind of break that down into how to get there. Mm-hmm. Number two is just stay open-minded because you may start, like you may jump in and start one approach and maybe that approach doesn't work. Like maybe you do, you say, I'm going to do relationship crafting, but uh no one has time to go to lunch or at least not at the same time <laughs> or maybe there's only like five people in your company and so at the end of the month you you're done with it and you're like well that didn't get me anywhere that didn't work so uh, yeah just stay open-minded to be able to change different ways and and right. uh, try different things um number three is always um or seek constructive criticism that's always helpful i know criticism is hard for a lot of people to hear but um that helps us see our or find our blind spots where we may be, right. may not realize something. Um, and other people, if they are brave enough to give you the criticism, then that's always helpful. Right. Um, right. For sure. And then tip four is be patient because, yeah, you could go in tomorrow and be like, I want to do these things, but it's going to take <laughs> a long time to <laughs> figure it all out, get it implemented. And right. even after you get going, it may take a while to make changes. So this is definitely not something that's going to happen overnight. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Okay. So that's kind of the main part on job crafting. So the one last piece that I kind of wanted to touch on before we wrapped up here was I did want to talk about the work values. And um, part of that is because we had actually uh, looked into personal values. I mean, it's probably at this point been like almost two years ago, but uh, (laughs) yeah. Um, but we did a whole thing on personal values, so uh-huh. I wanted to kind of dig into the work values. Okay. Um, Let's do it. Okay. So I'm going to read them off. I don't know if you have the link where I, you I, can kind of see I've them. I've got the 16 examples of work yes. values. Is that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was going to read. Okay. <laughs> so I, I'm just going to read them down real quick. And then okay. I don't know if you've put any thought into maybe what is your top oh, priorities I, and 
I know that. what mine are. I know what mine okay. are. I know what mine are. <laughs> okay. It's easy. All right. All right. Um, okay. So I'm just going to read them real quick. So there's okay. 16 of them that they gave for examples, but of course right. there could be other ones. But it is accountability, orientation to detail, reliability, positivity, punctuality, team spirit, honesty, autonomy, respect, receiving recognition, motivation for self-improvement and learning, loyalty, professionalism, achievement, leisure, and making a difference in the world or others. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I guess since you already know yours, do you want to say your like top ones, I guess? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I think that it's honestly kind of a hard, a hard toss up between two of which okay. one is like my number one. Okay. Um, I had, I had three. Um, I don't know which one maybe is my top one, but I had, so just say, give you perspective. I picked three, so you can pick three if you want. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so making a difference is definitely up there. Um, okay. wanting yep. to make sure that I'm trying to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I talked, I may have talked. Did I talk? I don't know. Anyway, um, did I talk? I don't know. <laughs> did I talk? You've talked a lot. I have talked a lot. The uh, <laughs> I, I, Back at my old job, I, I did this profile called the Hogan, which was mm-hmm. like this very, it was like the disc on ultra steroids, basically. It, oh. It was this very long questionnaire that um, basically did this crazy psychoanalysis of you mm-hmm. and like, things that would tend to derail you and strengths that you have and um, motivating factors. So it's like, mm-hmm. those are the major things that they looked at. And like, I was the, the, the highest thing for me was like, um, I forget what they called it, but it was basically like wanting to make sure you're, you're doing good in the world. <laughs> like oh yeah. Okay. Altruism or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that was like my 99 percentile <laughs> <laughs> and so, like that is for sure like yeah. i want to to be helping people do things so that that's that's really high up there but another one that's really high for me and this is is across any of the places that i've worked is team spirit like wanting to make sure <laughs> that i'm working well with the team part yeah. of the reason why um i'm liking you know my new job too is the fact that I've got a really good team of teachers that I work with Mm -hmm. every day who I get along with really well. And I'm very like, (laughs) I have their back. I'm going to be there for them. Mm -hmm. Um, They're there for me. I trust them, you know, and like all of that is so important for me that if Mm -hmm. I was in a situation where I didn't have that, um, I would, I don't know if I would, I would be happy even if I was making the world a better place. Like I think it would be really hard for me. Um, and that was part of the reason why I, I worked so well in my old job because I always had such a great team mm-hmm. um, and such awesome people and I really cared about them. And so like that's huge for me. That's like a huge motivating thing for me. Um, so I would say those are my two top values um, out of all of these things. Okay. Right? There's a lot of other stuff that's important too, but those and then I can tell you what my least ones are after you tell me okay. what your one yours are. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um so mine I have I like I said I I did 3 uh and I really don't know within these 3 how I would rank them. Uh-huh. Um I think well, I'll say one of the top ones is receiving recognition, and I think that that is a big part. That is what drives me, I guess. Uh-huh. So maybe that's number one. Okay. Um, but I want to 
know that I'm doing a good job, right? Okay. So I, I don't do well with a boss that doesn't give feedback. So if I'm just like, if I go six months and they don't tell me anything, like I, I, I love feedback and constructive criticism. I can take it all day long. If they're like, Stacey, you're doing terrible, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't nice. upset me. That drives me to improve. Um, but if they don't give me feedback either way, I don't do well in that environment. Gotcha. Um, and when I say receiving recognition, I don't mean like public or hey, company good recognition. Job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Like I don't want to be, I don't want an award. I just right. want my boss to tell me, hey, you, you do it. You did a good job on this project. And right, that's right. good. I, in fact, told one of my bosses, this was when I'd only been with the company, like maybe three years, and uh, they were giving me a raise. And, uh, you know, I don't remember exactly how this came about, but I was just like, yeah, I mean, to me, being told I'm doing a good job is almost more important than the money, you know, like I was like, which is something you should never tell your boss, because then they just won't (laughs) give you more money. But, um, you know, I was just like, that that's more important to me than, you know, whatever. And I used to think it was money that drove it drove me but uh, that only goes so far because well, it isn't you're making that. so much money it doesn't matter no i'm just kidding <laughs> right yeah yeah well there, yeah, there's that but that's kind of that's kind of how i realized it wasn't the money is because i'm not one of these people that are super extravagant or like right. i, no, I don't sure. really care about material things that much right um i just want something that works like i just you know just i just want something functional and right. um but the reason i always wanted money was because i love to travel Right. And so now I obviously make enough money that I can travel or can go wherever I want. And so, but, so now it's not really the, but I keep going. And like, why right. do I keep going if I'm exactly. making enough money? And it's because people keep telling me I'm doing a good job or they'll, yep. they'll call me and they'll be like, hey, you're really awesome. Will you do this other position? And then I'm like, okay. <laughs> you right, know? exactly. Like, so, yeah, I think probably receiving recognition drives me a lot. Um, yeah. The other thing is, um, I don't know if it would be, it's either reliability or accountability. I just don't know which one um, I'm talking about. But basically, like, when you, like, if you have to ask somebody for something and just knowing that they get it done. um, So to me, that's kind of reliability, but also accountability. So I'm not sure which one, maybe reliability. I don't know. Yeah. But, um it's a really big deal for me. Uh, I, I don't micromanage and I don't, so, and I, I hate having to follow up. Like <laughs> yeah. when I first started my last position, I was kind of in a support role where um, I would give out projects. And although I didn't manage the people, but I was responsible for like collecting the data back and stuff like that. Yeah. And my boss at the time would be like, well, did you send out a reminder? And I'm like, why should I send out a reminder? I told them the due date was the 10th. They're adults. Right. Like, shouldn't right. they know that it's the 10th? Um, I would say that would mean that, you, that you're driven more by reliability than accountability. Because accountability is, I mean, the connotation of that is more like, I'm, it, I don't want to say it's micromanaging, but it's like mm-hmm. you want to make sure that people are accountable. So instead of just assuming that they're going to do the right thing and they're going to oh, be reliable. Yes. You're okay. making sure that they're going to do the right thing okay. and holding them accountable. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So okay. I would say if I was going to guess, it would be more reliability than accountability. Okay. So that's really important to me, both the people on my team, but also people I work with. Like I right. think a, a, a lot of someone that if I send them a question and I know they'll take care of it and get back to me and I don't have to worry about following up or whatever, right. um, that's important. 
And then the third one is definitely respect. And Mm -hmm. I actually didn't quite realize this until I moved into this position um, for two reasons. I think I'm out of the South now and people just aren't as nice. And um, which is funny because in Illinois they were fine. (laughs) Right. But right. Right. but they they aren't as nice. And then, but also, um, I have become, like, I will get triggered when it comes to protecting my team. Yeah. So yeah. If, if I see an email come across and someone has said something rude or thrown in some co- passive aggressive, yes, yeah. I will go off. And it's not even... <laughs> Like, I'm just like, like, be, be kind. Like, what, what what is, like, there's no point in this. And that's the only thing that will trigger me. Like, and I will, you know, I will, I I probably need to work on controlling my um, response since I'm in a leadership role. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I have gone off on some people with like, this is, I mean, I do it in a professional manner of course of course in a respectful way because that is the value that you that you hold dear yes exactly and i'm just like look you know be respectful to my team because you know we're respectful to you and i hold my people to the same but i didn't quite realize until i moved here uh to maryland and in this role that respect was such a huge thing for me but it definitely is interesting okay yeah so i think those are my my three top things what are your, what are your, like, what's your least, what's the thing that is the least important to you? <laughs> your least value. Your, what do you value the least? Okay. So I have three of those too. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, the uh, professionalism, which is kind of funny, but yeah. professionalism definitely is not. And I think part of that is like, I would love it if I just had, or I hate dressing up. I don't want to wear heels. I don't want to wear blazers. I don't want, you know, like, yes, I don't want, yes, yes. Um, I would be happy if I could just wear jeans and a t-shirt every day. I would be happy. And also just like in the office and with my team and, and things like that, like I'm kind of goofy. Like I, I do goofy things. Um, yes. And <laughs> I mean, just like in the middle, I was doing this presentation about like our yearly um, engagement survey or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, hold on, I'm Sharon, meaning because I was talking about sharing my screen. And I was like, hold on, I'm Sharon. And I'm like, no, wait, I'm Stacy. Just kidding. You know, I just uh, yeah, yeah. threw it out like dumb jokes like that. Yes, yes. Um, But anyway, so um, I'm not the most professional person, I would say. And I don't, I don't think more of anybody. I think people are stuffy if they're too professional. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, So then the second one, actually, so this is kind of leads or kind of goes along with the conversation I just had about um, receiving recognition and money and things like that. But achievement. So. Okay. Yeah. I don't necessarily have to achieve. I, I don't. I don't want to be like, look at all these achievements I have. Um, right. I just want to like give me a task, whatever that task is, and then let me do a good job on that task. Right. I don't have to achieve things. Right. So achievement. And then um, the last one was making a difference in the world and others. Oh my gosh! <laughs> ah, heartbreak. I know, I know, I know, I know. But that's okay. I mean, it's not, it's not for everybody. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and I, I mean, we've, I mean, I think this yeah. kind of comes up, but me, I'm more, I'm more selfish. I mean, we didn't have kids. And <laughs> when I think about the job I want or the, the life I want, it's what makes me happy. So, right, um, right. you know, it is helping animals. So I guess that couldn't count, but you know, like, 
Right. I want to do things like that. It's not about anybody else. <laughs> so other people's well-being is not considered. It's only those- my own. <laughs> just for the record, Stacey is not a bad person. I just want no. to make sure that that is very clear. Stacey is not a selfish, self-centered person. No. No, and I won't, I won't like, hurt somebody else for my own benefit. Well, no, I definitely no, no. won't do that. But also, I mean, you know, you you go out of your way to, like, really make people feel good and to, you know, help your friends and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. while this might not be a professional, yes. um, you know, thing for you, you it's yeah. not like, you know, you, you just don't care about anybody else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the same thing, I mean, because definitely my company, you were talking about your company, which also I would say your old company wasn't really doing anything to improve the world. Uh, no. my, my, my current <laughs> company doesn't do anything to, you know, like it's not a necessary right. kind of co- company. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. No, I, I, exactly. It's not like they're yeah. Yeah, saving walruses or something. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. They're not like <laughs> I don't know if that was the one for... that I decided to, to come out with. I know, walruses. Hey, example. Walruses need to be safe too. Yeah, I suppose so. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I agree with you on uh, professionalism. That was definitely yeah. mine. I could care less about professionalism. Yeah. Uh, me In fact, too. one of the things that I love about my current role is the fact that I can just like show off and cut off jeans and a t-shirt and like mm-hmm. that is fine. Like, yeah. Um, I can get tattoos all up my arms and nobody would care. I could come yeah. to school with like, you know, rainbow hair and the kids would just be like, Ooh, like mm-hmm. nobody cares. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I have had to stop cussing. So that was a little bit of a, <laughs> of a uh, <laughs> that makes sense um, though. Yeah, obviously you're around children. You can't you can't mm-hmm. cuss all the time. So that's Mm-mm. that's and I have to be a little bit less snarky because my normal like personality is a little sarcastic, like very humor based. Mm-hmm. And you know, six year olds just aren't ready for that. <laughs> they just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they think that you're like doing things that hurt their feelings. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so like th- obviously some of yeah. my um, less professionalism things have have had to shift a bit but um but i can show up in you know jeans and climb on things and make silly faces i mean professionalism for a teacher is very different um than in the uh you know corporate world so it's much it it fits me much better yeah um because i don't like it anyway um, and then the other one, let me see, there was one or two, I guess there's just one that was like, I was like, no, I don't care, um, is punctuality. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I could care less. I am the worst when it comes to punctuality. I am always <laughs> late to everything, even yeah. my own podcasts. Um, I am just, I, I'm just not great at it. Time is a... Um, is a suggestion to me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And I know that they say it doesn't have to be, it's not just about like getting on time and, and like leaving on time. Like, yeah, that's not all that it means. It's, you know, respecting other people's time and stuff. And I, I suppose to that degree, I'm a little bit better, but like, I also, it does not bother me if like I'm trying to do something and somebody sits down and talks to me. Like mm-hmm. if somebody is wanting to have a heart to heart conversation, I'm like, 
this is more important than this paperwork, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, um, if I can't get something done on time, it'll be OK. Like mm-hmm. the world is not going to end, you know, so mm-hmm. again, time is just not uh, I don't think it's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, thus I double book myself all the time. Yeah, I don't think time is real. <laughs> nope, apparently nope. not. You're like it'll it'll work out. It'll be fine. It'll work out. We'll figure yep. it out. Yep. But it does. It does. That's the thing. I it works out. Yeah. It does. <laughs> like, You're right. You know that's you you double book yourself. You you either fix it or uh-huh. you do both anyway. And you know suddenly your middleest child is grown up and taking care of your other one. And you're like, yeah. what? When did that happen? So I yeah. mean, like, it's fine. See? Yeah. <laughs> The universe just makes things happen. It does. It's true. <laughs> but I really enjoyed these articles. I thought they were very, uh, I, I think that these are super helpful. And I know you had asked about um, if you felt like, if I felt like this had changed. Oh, yes. From, um, you know, more of a corporate world to to now. And I think that my, I think that I had changes happen while I was in uh, my corporate setting that mm-hmm. led me to move to where I am, but now like where I was at the end of my career <laughs> at, yeah. um my previous employer and where I am now, my, um, my, my ideals or my, my values are, are the same. And that's part of why I made yeah. that shift because those values are more in keeping with mm-hmm. the place that I am now. Yeah. Um, which also I do I did look up because I one of the first things that I noticed when I went into my new job was that they had a vision and mission statement on the wall. Um, okay, which we did too. But yes, yeah. um, I wanted to read it because you know I feel like sometimes that gives you a clue. Yeah. if you are in this, uh, you know, if this resonates with you, then maybe this is what you were you were you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says, we are a child-centered, parent-inclusive community dedicated to inspiring lifelong learners who care for themselves, others, and their world. Aww. And then the mission is we are committed to cultivating an environment built on positive and respectful relationships that embrace the unique learning needs of each child through curiosity and exploration. So all like, right. Yeah. Yes, I'm all about this. This is all yeah. stuff that I am personally yeah. professionally yeah i'm yeah i'm on board yeah so like, you know, heck yeah if you are uh wondering if your values align <laughs> with your with your current job look and see what their values are and be like is this something that resonates with me and if not um either if you can make a career shift like we suggested in the last episode That's or right. if you can't or you or for whatever reason you can't mm-hmm. or you don't want to um you know, adjust, craft craft your job in such a way that it is a more enjoyable job for you. And yes. it is more in line with your, uh, with your own values. Yes, exactly. Good way to summarize it all up. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the two episodes together. Ta-da! Yeah. Uh, that's my mic drop and I am done. <laughs> and see, this is the difference between Devin unprepared and Stacy unprepared. <laughs> I just, I just, I'm used, I'm, I'm used to living my entire life unprepared. See the punctuality. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Time does not really exist. So therefore I'm always just like, well, 
all right, we'll just do this now. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm really good at yep. being unprepared. <laughs> I, I think that's a pretty good life skill. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. It's a skill. <laughs> it's a skill, all right. <sighs> In my old job, I used to say that uh, part of part of my job was just making shit up and I mean <laughs> I feel like I do that less in my new job but you know yeah maybe not maybe not completely <laughs> right yeah yeah uh, all right well Stacey mm-hmm. thank you for bringing this topic to to our discussion you table. are welcome. You can kind of thank my work because they they did a seminar on it in. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's where I got it from, and I was like, I "Oh, see. this is really good." And then we just happened to have the episode last week, and I was like, "These two would go together." I yes. thought of it while we were doing the episode like last week. Like peanut so. butter and jelly. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So yeah. Well, I love you, Stacy. I love you too. And I hope that you have a wonderful week. Uh, yes. in which you craft craft the job and the life that you want. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You too. Well, you're already there, so good job crafting the job you want. Yeah. Well, uh, four days and then yeah. we'll get a break. So <laughs> that's true. So we'll 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 talk about it after that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Yes, I'll see you in a in a few days. Yes. I'm so excited. Woo! And before that, I get to go to the beach. So also. Well, that's true. That. Yeah. There's yep. so many happy things happening. I have so much to look forward yes. to in the next week and a half. I know. I just have to get through the next four days. Yes. That's cool. Yes. Anyway. Okay. Did I hear the beach? Uh-oh. Love Uh-oh. you. <laughs> okay. Love you. Bye. <laughs> did, I, did I hear the beach? A Hoots Media Production. Hoot, 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 ho